0: Welcome to the Advisor Arena Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Malm and Josh Watson. This show is designed to share ideas and help you gain insight from some of your most successful peers. We will discuss industry news, hot topics, and challenges you may face, as well as give you some possible solutions. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get started.
1: So today we're going to talk about how to communicate best with women. What do you think about that, Tony?
0: I try not to think about that. Uh, <laughs> according to my wife i'm a work in progress in that area
1: okay fair enough well today we are going to talk about how we communicate with people but specifically women so welcome everybody to another episode of the advisor arena podcast i'm your host jamie malm and as always i have my co-host josh watson and our special guest and engineer tony shore hi guys
0: hello hello great to be here thanks jamie
1: So I can't wait to pick your brains here a little bit about the ladies in your lives, because we're going to talk about really marketing to women and how that differs maybe from just our, you know, the normal communication that advisors tend to gravitate toward when marketing just in general. So I want to ask you guys, in your lives, in your household, who handles the day-to-day finances, like paying the bills or looking at you know monitoring what's in I was going to say balance checkbook but nobody does that anymore. So checking savings like who's more involved in that? Is it you or is it your wife's?
2: In my in my household it is definitely me. My wife does not want anything to do with anything financially related. It stresses her out. She would just assume not not know anything. So I handle all that for us.
1: What about you Tony?
2: You
0: know what? Uh, it used to be my wife, then it was me. And now we've worked it out after uh, about 28 years of marriage to where we do it together. We sit down and we do bills and budgeting together. And we find that works the best because we're both on the same page. Neither one of us likes to sit down and do a budget or pay bills. Uh, neither one of us wants to do it. Uh, it Finances stress everybody out, especially couples. So, um, you know. You, ha- you can't avoid it though. So we hit it head on together and we usually pick a time, you know, uh, once a month, a couple times a month, uh, to do that.
1: Nice. Well, the reason I ask, and I'll, I want to talk here about what you think, if if you think norms are changing here a little bit, but women are actually, according to statistics and research, they're more likely to be involved in like daily financial activities. They, are the ones that are more likely to budget they're more likely to know you know what bills need to be paid or what's actually in the checking account they're the ones that are spending money like on a day-to-day basis typically but they're much less likely to be involved in like long-term financial plans in goals and meeting with advisors so i'm curious you guys think that's changed over the years like i'm trying to think about like my parents or my grandparents and I think that holds pretty true. If I'm you know, looking at statistics, at least in my family, I think that's probably true. I think women were less involved in like long-term goals and planning.
0: Oh, I see it with my parents. I saw it with my grandparents. I mean, even Sarah and I, I'm more interested in the long-term planning and she's on, working on our monthly budget. And so that's the way it, it
2: usually falls uh, in the relationships and people I've known. I would agree. I think typically, yeah, in the, in this generation of people that are are retiring right now that yeah, the husband probably um handled more of the like you were saying the longer term investment related type of things. So, I think that's kind of shifting though with uh, as people as the younger generations are starting to uh to come up, I think that's changing a little bit, but for this yeah. generation, I think that holds true.
1: Yeah, we'll have to see how things play out here in future years or, you know, like you said, in as we start to evolve and start to work with millennials and what's the what's the generation after that? Gen is Gen Y a thing. Did they name that officially? I've seen all kinds of things that they've named it.
0: Oh, there's Gen Z.
1: Well, that's yeah. Gen Z. OK, I don't know. Anyway, all those new generations that are coming, we'll see how this plays out for them. But if you look at the research and statistics, it continues to show that women feel less confident about their financial futures. They're less involved. And really that boils down right to, they don't really have a relationship with their advisor. They don't feel like, um, you know, they, they can ask the questions that are on their mind. They feel like, well, that's probably a dumb question. I should know that. Whereas, you know, tell me if I'm wrong here, but I think men, um, they think they know it already. Right. Even if they don't, they don't have that sense of (laughs) I should know this and I don't. Men, Mm -hmm. for the most part, think, no, I've got a handle on this, even if they know the exact same amount of info. So, you know, women have this feeling of, oh, gosh, I don't know. I don't even know where to start. And, you know, it's kind of a scary place to be because for most they're going to actually be solely responsible for their financial lives at some point because they're likely gonna outlive their spouses. So what we wanna talk about today for our financial advisors is how to really make sure that your marketing efforts, your message, your tone, your delivery, that it's resonating with women. You know, basically are women in transition drawn to what you can support them with? And when I say women in transition, what do you guys think about when I say that?
2: I would say, well, it could be anything. It could be being divorced. It could be maybe your spouse has passed away. You're now a widow. Or Uh, you're working full time versus staying Mm -hmm. at home as a stay at home mom, maybe.
1: Yeah, there's all kinds of transitions, right, for women. Um, Even if it's married women in a more traditional sense that aren't Uh, divorcees or or widows or, you know, could be just women that are working, but also sandwiched between taking care of their own families and their parents. That's a lot of transition in their lives. And really, that all creates worries for financial futures and how this specifically applies to me. So I want us to talk about kind of this underlying theme that we see with and how do we connect with people that are facing that kind of thing.
2: One of the things I've learned, um, especially with the different sales trainings and things like that, that we've done is that stories are ultimately what, what connect with people. So if you are intentional with the story that you tell about yourself and who you are and your background and apply it towards, towards women, I think that's a good place to start.
1: And I think, you know, people in general obviously connect with stories, but I think women are even more likely to really connect with with stories and make decisions based on emotions, right? Rather than facts and figures. I think there's, you know, we can all kind of see that in our own lives. But one of the things that I'll, I'll mention as a resource for that, if you're thinking, I don't know how well I really incorporate stories into my communication with people. And I'm not just talking presentations. I'm talking communication as you're sitting one-on-one with somebody. Our summit meeting, which is coming up in January, we host it every year. One of our keynote speakers is Deirdre Van Nest from Crazy Good Talks. And if you remember, we had her as a guest on one of the episodes last season. If you missed it, highly recommend going back and listening asap she is tremendous and this is all she does she teaches people specifically financial advisors how to use their own stories to connect with people and she actually helps you develop and uncover your own stories what story to use and when to use it believe it or not there are different types of stories and i think we've had several that have used her right
2: we have. We've had several advisors use her and, and really good advisors too, right, that are at the top of their game already. They've had nothing but great things to say. And with a lot of these advisors, they track everything. So what was my, you know, how many appointments did I set? What was my closing ratio? And they've pretty much all said that all of those numbers that they track have gone up because they've incorporated their story into what they're doing. And she's helped them craft that and put that together.
1: Yeah, I I'll share just a a personal example here. So um, most of our listeners probably know that in addition to what I do supporting advisors at Gradient, I'm also a financial advisor and I just hosted a women's event. I called it the Whiskey Women and Wealth event. So not wine. (laughs) A couple of reasons why. Uh, One, there's a mobile bar here that everybody raves about and loves and it's called the whiskey wagon. So I wanted to have them come and I thought, well, that'll be something different than wine. But two, we did it at a women's boutique, a women's Western boutique here in the one of the neighboring towns. And so whiskey felt uh, fit a little bit better. So we did whiskey women and wealth. I brought in that mobile bar. Um, we, I had a Western fashion influencer, so it it actually that brought in some younger folks for the you know some of the other planning I do for younger people. So she's a big Instagram influencer. She came into this boutique and I spoke for about fifteen minutes. You know, was all we we're all familiar with doing little events like this, and you don't want it to be like an hour long seminar presentation. It's really a chance to connect and talk and have fun. Um, and I thought. At first, I was just going to go through, you know, just quick, you know, six pitfalls that women fall prey to. And then I took a step back and I was like, wait, I got to practice what I preach here. And so I actually used Deirdre's format in the Crazy Good Talks. And I built a why story, not just my general why story, but specifically a why story about why I feel so passionate about helping women And for probably the 15 minutes that I spoke, I bet five minutes of it. The first five minutes was me sharing that story. And I had multiple women in there that were teary. Um, My daughter happened to be there and she came up, you know, teenagers are hard to impress. And she came up later and she said, mom, that was really good. I never knew that story. And it just completely changed the tone of the entire night because there could have been awkward conversations around some of the data and the facts and figures. And I had things for them to go do like camera and setting up Gen Vault. but instead they wanted to come up and then they wanted to share some of their own stories that related to what I had shared. So it just created like this openness where we were able to communicate one-on-one a little bit as a piggyback to that. And I, you know, I think if I had to guess, probably most of our advisors are missing that opportunity a little bit, right? So two things. One is the opportunity to do that in presentation mode, which more and more advisors are getting familiar with. But the second is, how do you do that in a one-on-one? What if I wouldn't have had the opportunity to do that with that group? How would I have done that in a one-on-one on one conversation. I think that first appointment's a tougher one.
2: It is. that's it a little bit tougher. Um, you, you've got to sh- shrink your story down for one, right? So at a first appointment, you can't spend 30 minutes telling everybody about why you do what you do. You've got to shrink that story down, make it more concise. Maybe it's three or four minutes long. And not only is it got to be a little bit shorter, but you still have to be able to convey you know, what is your why and why, why you are there and make that connection. So you're exactly right before a first appointment or at a first appointment, it's a little bit tougher.
1: Yeah. It's one of the things that I know Deirdre focuses on when she goes through her coaching is, you know, it's that awkward you're, you're having, you're just communicating with somebody, right. And you're, you wouldn't just, if you were telling stories in the normal course of communicating, you you wouldn't do it in like presentation mode. Tony, I know you're a big storyteller. Josh, I think I probably derail most of your mornings because I'm telling you <laughs> stories about uh, what happened over the weekend or, you know, what crazy thing happened at our house that morning. Um, but it's, it's how we communicate and it's how we connect with people. And it's what makes people feel like, you know, this is a real person. This isn't just somebody that's spewing data at me and women, especially boy, they connect with that and they want to have that a connection with somebody. Tony, what do you, what do you think? Give us an example. The last time you went and met with any professional entity, I don't, I don't care who it is, a CPA, a lawyer, how involved is your wife when she goes, do they speak to her? Do they connect with her in any way?
0: No, it's funny you should say that because we've been dealing with my family's uh, estate planning. My grandfather died, left some things to my mom and dad, but mom's in assisted living. So there are a lot of nuances. So we've had a lot of meetings lately with tax professionals and CPAs and uh, accountants and especially estate planning attorneys. And it's funny because some don't address her at all, which is crazy, which is terrible. Um, some talk more to her than me, so I see a variety of styles out there. But I've seen it change. It used to be that when you'd go in, if it was a, a male professional, they would usually look more toward the male. And uh, but I think most professionals have gotten better about addressing both. But no, regardless, I think it, your point today is to ha- tell a story that's relatable that would give an example. And there was an older retired estate planning attorney that had been working with my grandpa, Bob, for many years. He's retired, but he agreed to give my dad and I an hour and a half. Uh, and then my wife uh, later, we I met with him with just my wife. And he turns to her. First thing he did is tell her a story. And she's like, Of all the people we met with, she goes, I really liked that Harris Darling. He was a great guy. I wish he could be our attorney and wasn't retired. Retired. And it's because he related to her. And so that's the big thing. And I think I wanted to throw in here the biggest thing I see working with advisors, so many advisors. And I've been in these, you know, empowering women uh, seminars and women in finance. And what I see happening is a lot of advisors out there, it's a stereotype, but it's true, are male. And maybe their partners, if they have people uh, that work with them, other agents are male. And then they have to try to appeal to women and draw in women. And that's harder. So what a lot of them have done is bring in their wives or a female that works in their office if they have somebody. And so uh, I think it's good also to, it's maybe somewhat sexist, but have Women relate better to women, I think, in these situations. So that's if you can't do that, though, tell stories.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And we do get asked, right, Josh, like, well, I'm you know, I'm a man. Can I go hold a an event that's specific to marketing to women? Of course you can. You know, I just we talked about this, I think, a while ago, but I just went and um was able to view a, a seminar by one of our advisors and his wife did his intro, you know, she's part owner of the firm. So usually people have, you know, some women in their lives that are involved in some way. And if you don't, it's not that you have to have that it's, but you still have to make sure that your message and the way that you're connecting is speaking to them and it's resonating with them and data and facts and figures and scare tactics and what ifs, it's probably not the way to do it really with any people, um, but especially women, because they're going to feel overwhelmed and they're going to feel like, well, I already didn't feel confident that I know these things. And so now I don't feel confident asking you uh, these questions that maybe you're going to feel like I should already know. So the good news is we have a ton of resources for people on this. We have spent years really gathering data for you on what women are looking for and what they're not looking for, some do's and don'ts, if you will. And then we've put together resources for you to use. So for those of you that have access to Basecamp, all of the tools are out there. We actually have a women in business section so if you are a woman in business and you want access to some of the webinars that we posted best ideas the client events some of the sales tools those are all out there under the women in business section if you are A male or just anybody wanting to access this you don't have to go through necessarily the women in business section there is the empowering women there is the dream do we have all kinds of marketing that's related specifically to women and then we've put together kind of best practices from giftology and communication and how do you really tie in those emotional aspects of the appointment into your process something easy like the uh, legacy video right that was a huge hit when we rolled that out last year and women especially want to make sure that the decisions that they're making are right for their families they want to make sure that's relayed and I don't want to dismiss that men want that too I think maybe women are just more vocal about yes that's something I really want to do and I want to make sure that I've been able to set that in motion. So I want to make sure everybody knows where to access that. If you do not have access to Basecamp yet, or you're not sure where to go to navigate that, call us or email us. You can always call Josh or I at 800-407-4137. Just ask for one of us, or you can email us at the Advisor Arena at gradientib.com. This is a great time of year to really start to organize your marketing action plan for the last quarter, for going into the new year, and fine-tuning all of your marketing to make sure you're hitting the mark with both men and women is key. But also think about some of those women in transition. Is your marketing message specifically geared toward them? And if it's not, you're probably missing out on a huge opportunity here that we want to help you with. So guys, thanks for joining this week as always. And for everybody that's listening, we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you.